Mars. This is Andrew Gonzalez. And I am not being involved in this skit, who is named Josh Edgington. And this is 8-Bit Movie Review, the podcast where we watch movies and series and discuss... Wait, I fucked up. (laughs) This is 8-Bit Movie Review, the podcast where we discuss movies, series, and everything about video games. And this week, part of our Halloween... Month. Month. (laughs) (laughs) That's the word. What what number is this? Episode two. This is episode two of our Halloween month, where we're discussing Resident Evil Extinction. My dog is off the charts today. It's an Irish-American festival. Is that what it is? There's people everywhere. I know they're doing like a... I was going to be 20 minutes early, but getting from the head of Market Street all the way here, it took... 20 minutes. Oh, I know they were doing like an Alice in Wonderland like Oh, I saw hunt. some yeah, I saw people dressed up for that too. I don't I didn't pass that though. I didn't know, well that now that makes more sense. I'm like, wow, everybody likes this Alice in Wonderland uh, you know, um fucking thing going on here. Well, speaking of Alice, <gasps> this week we covered Resident Evil Extinction. <laughs> featuring Alice. Ah! Oh, I meant to do, um, oh, where the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) It's been a while since I used that one. Uh, But Josh, you know what? What were you going to say? I was going to say, if you need a recap and you want to see me at Jovovich naked, watch the first one. (laughs) Full bush. (laughs) (laughs) No bush in this one. No, uh, no titties either. Well, we did see a zombie tits. Oh, we did see a zombie titty. A a zombie titty. One zombie titty. But Josh... You know what? Before we get into this, let's get into the gaming zone. Highway to the gaming zone. Now, for folks at home, what we do with the gaming zone is we try to disguise, not disguise, what's wrong? Stop, with stop it? with that accent. <laughs> now, with the gaming zone, we yeah. try to talk about what games we're playing and also what games we're interested in that are coming out. And the major one we're going to talk about today is God of War Ragnarok. I won't if you keep doing that voice. What's wrong with this voice, Josh? I hate it. Well, it loves you. I quit. <laughs> now, before we get into the discussion of, you know, I keep almost saying Thor Ragnarok. It's a fucking mess. But God of War Ragnarok, because that storyline trailer dropped the week of this record. And, pff, and I don't know how many times you've watched it, Josh, but I've watched it about 50 times. Mm-hmm. It's been insane. Um, what are we playing? You playing anything new, Josh? New? No. I finished my first playthrough of uh, Last of Us Remake Part 1. Uh, and then I started a collectibles run because I've never done that before. And I made it easier for myself because I gave myself unlimited ammo and explosive arrows. Nice. Plus, uh, with this game, there's a new game plus called Full Loadout. So you start at the beginning of the game with every single weapon as opposed to finding it throughout the story and then having it. Oh, so you just kind of get ahead. Like... As soon as you grab your backpack in Boston, you have every single weapon that you can get throughout the whole game. Yeah, I want to play it, but I just don't want to pay full price for it. 
Yeah, that's fine. I did. It, I was, wish wor- th- I, it was worth it to me. I wish they would give you like a, a little bit of a discount for having the previous release. Hmm, I don't care. You just, you're just a hater. That's you just want to you like, and the more money I throw at this, the better the third one's going to be. Because... I, that's exactly my mindset. I I loved it. I don't care. It was seventy dollars. I'll, I'll I've already bought it like three or four times. I don't care. Buy it again. <laughs> Fuck you. I am looking forward to playing again though. Remastered. I am going to play it at some point when I have the funds. It's just uh, the funds. The funds. Hey, I, let hey. me get your Last of Us One remake. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've actually been still playing my playthrough of. Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Um, I'm going to start that actually tonight. Awesome. It's a great game. Um, We will be discussing it in our next episode. And I'm at the Anti-Chapel. Anti-Chapel. Is that what it's called? Like when everything's upside down? Ah, so you figured out the how to not get the bad ending, or did you see the bad ending and then... No. Oh, so if I got the bad ending, you don't go through to that? Oh, sick. So you know how you get to Richter, and then if you find a certain item, you can see like a crystal ball thing above his head that you're supposed to hit? And oh. That, well, that's how you get to the, the inverted castle. I guess I didn't notice the thing above his head and just like kept attacking him. Maybe I did. I don't remember the battle that much because a lot has happened in that game. But okay. he's okay now. And they're like, you got to go fight this guy that's like, oh, you're sp- I'm going to raise your father from the dead. And he runs away and goes into the upside down. Hmm. Yep. The upside down world. And now I'm there. And I think it's really cool that it's like the same, though. Everyone's three times as hard now. Yeah. The castle's upside down, right? Like yeah. the map's upside down. That's where you're at. Yeah. Oh, OK. So, yeah, you did. Because if you don't. What, the guy's name is Shaft, isn't it? Yes. The, the sorceress, yeah. sorcerer's name is Shaft. Shaft. I was trying to think. I remember it being some fucking really stupid name. It was Shaft. The white guy. Yeah, a white guy, a white mage Shaft. named Shaft. Or Shaft. necromancer, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I got to try to get all these, remember all these names, but it, it is very interesting. You know, I won't go do too, Alucard, too, Maria, too deep Richter, into it. Simon. But I did have a question for you on it. Now I'm trying to get all of the map in there in the first world. There's a, there's a part where it's outside and like, I can't get to it. Mm-hmm. Is that, I can't get to it till later or is there Do you have the ability that allows you to shoot up in the air? No. All right. Well, wait till you get that. Do I, I get that in the anti-chapel or you the probably, upside down? Yeah, you probably yeah, yeah, will. Okay. And one more thing, the clock tower. How do I get to that right side? Um, so I can't remember either you use the time power thing there and it opens one side and then, uh, uh, at a certain time on the, the actual clock, it opens up another angle. Okay. So I think if you randomly got to one side of it, if you use that, uh, power, the, the, the time stopwatch, you use it there. I think it opens up the other path. Okay. I'll have to do that because I got the other side. I'm trying to get all the map. That's my plan. And I only have that small spot um, that I need to get to. How many secret walls have you found? I think in one map, all of them. But I think I'm not sure, though, yet. I have a fairy with me that that goes, this something seems weird. And mm. she like tells me everything. 
So I've been keeping her around because she usually tells me when there's a false wall. The old false wall. Which is cool because there's some areas where it's obvious and then there's some areas where it's not obvious at all. There's also some areas where you have to do super unique puzzles to yeah. open up walls. Huh. Well, we're definitely going to deep dive into that next week. But the um, I think I really want to do a small little deep dive into is the discussion of God of War Ragnarok. Thor you- Ragnarok is Taika Waititi's <laughs> first installment in the MCU. Oh, Thor- oh, not Thor Ragnarok? Oh, okay. Well, it does have Thor in it, yeah. So earlier this week during uh, the state of play, um, right before the Nintendo Direct, we got um, the story trailer, finally, for God of War Ragnarok, which uh, basically shows that this journey is one more where Atreus is kind of leading the way and... Kratos is just kind of following, which to me, that doesn't that doesn't look good. <laughs> when we're taking the main character as being not the focal point of the story, kind of seems like he might die or something. I had a feeling that they this is is where they might be leading it. Yeah, because there was something. Wasn't there something in the the last yes. game that like he kind of hid, and it looked like kind of like that that um. Atreus might be killing? No, uh, yes. So when they start showing all the prophecies when they're in um, Jotunheim, uh, one of them that's covered that Atreus doesn't see is him holding up his holding up Kratos's corpse. Oh. Uh, and he's spewing out the world serpent. So I think Atreus's big arc in this story is that, yes, he's slightly older, but I think he also... F- understands that his father is going to die but he keeps it from him but then there's all that talk about you know we don't have to follow fate's design fate can be whatever we choose so i mean i mean they did the same thing in the original god of war 2 he kratos is killed by zeus at the very beginning of the game fights his way out of hades fights his way all the way to the the three sisters that determine fate kills them goes back in time and stops Zeus killing him. So, I mean, he could, they could just do that. They could find yeah. a way to stop Kratos from dying, but probably still furthers along Ragnarok, which I think eventually is just going to lead to the death of all the Norse gods. It would be kind of like a, a cool move, though, if they did kill Kratos off and then they're like, okay, now these games will continue... With Atreus. Yeah. I I think that would be okay. But come on now. I know. I know. We don't Atreus isn't Atreus. Atreus isn't. Yeah. Atreus isn't Atreus. Atreus isn't Kratos. You know, he's not. He's a great character. He'll probably be really cool in this. And maybe you'll command him a little bit. But I'm sure he'll do really fun stuff on his own. But he's not Kratos. Do you think they'll end the franchise? Um, I think they could, yeah. I think they could end the franchise after that. They'll, I'll be sad about it, but it it has been a long run. Yeah. And I really don't see, unless they go into different gods after this, I just really don't see how they can top what they've done with the franchise so far. I mean, they did tease when they go into Tyr's Secret Temple that um, there's all those other realms, like they showed the Egyptian 
like when they they found the missing uh, part of one of the shrines, one of the doors, what are like the doors on those big shrines you can find that that Atreus reads lore. It showed that Tyr had journeyed to different realms, one of which being Kratos' symbol, meaning he went to the Greek realm. Then there's the Norse realm. It showed the Egyptian hieroglyph. Oh, that would be so cool. Yeah, killing like all of the Egyptian gods. That'd be pretty cool. Or maybe that's maybe that's Atreus's journey. Maybe. And that'd be like a different type of gameplay and all that stuff. Like... First person shooter. And he's just pew pew. Would you prefer that? No. Oh, okay. That would be terrible. Oh, I'd be pissed. That would be so if they bad. Did that. Now let's let's break down the trailer a little bit. We're, I'm obviously going to jump a, a lot of places in the, from the trailer. We don't have to go in order, um, but a lot happens in it. Mm-hmm. Um, we see see that the Norse god of war, Tyr, is alive. Mm-hmm. They free him. He agrees to help them. And um, we also see the Valkyries are coming back, but I think these are different Valkyries. I'm believe I have a feeling this may be between the spirit realm. Um, yeah, I don't know where that took place. It honestly, it kind of looked space. like where Doctor Strange confronted Dormammu. Yes, yes. Dormammu, I've come to bargain. <laughs> That's just going on in the background. Valkyries, I've come to bargain. Yeah, it. I, I'm very wondering what's going on with that. Although and... fighting two at once. That's that's interesting. Oh, that's gonna be friggin' yeah. Oh, that's gonna be tough. I wonder if they're gonna introduce some sort of co-op into this. Mm. Um, Maybe Atreus will just be smarter and better. Yeah, I'm hoping they they up his game a little bit. I think th- I think they will. I think he's going to. It's gonna be similar. He's going to probably be the one summoning those like um you know the things he was summoning, but they'll probably be way more efficient. He'll probably. Like, if he summons a stag, he'll ride it or something, as opposed to just summoning it, and it does a very generic thing and then goes away. Maybe. Yeah, yeah we'll see. I'm, I'm also very curious about this Loki thing. Yeah, I, I think that's part of what this is. I think this is him. They're going... I think that's exactly what it is. This is his journey to, to figure out who Loki is and what his purpose is. But along the way, they're accosted by the Norse gods yeah. because they started Ragnarok. I'm I'm wondering also if it's going to be a lot a lot of Odin trying to recruit recruit. Yeah, recruit. Well, I think the person they show that they put all in shadow that goes to his house. I think that is Odin. I think he's trying to convince him to not because Odin. They also said that Odin went through realms, so he'd know that Kratos killed all of the Greek gods. In Odin, in like at least in what I learned from Valhalla, Odin was all about prophecies, his fate, how to change Ragnarok or to prevent it. So of course he would go to other realms that he heard were get destroyed by whatever they, you know, maybe they didn't call it Ragnarok, but maybe they called the decimation of all the gods something else in the Greek, uh, Greek maybe. Realm. And we also found out that like you know technically, uh, what's the guy's name? Belloc. Um, yeah, uh, Belloc. No, that I'm thinking Belrog from the Lord of the Rings. Uh, Freya's son, Balder. Balder. Yeah, not was, Balder. Balder, Balder okay. wasn't there for Kratos. He was there for Atreus. Yeah. So yeah. So I think Odin's going to try to recruit him. I think that's, and I think you know I don't know if it's going to go with a cliche storyline where I don't know Atreus might be like I'm mad at my dad and we might have him 
join Odin and Odin might give him a different ability or something and then he'll probably come back or something like that. Because apparently it seems like Atreus is on some sort of path and he, he's like, I, he can't tell his father. Though he knows his father doesn't believe him, but Kratos is like, I believe you, but I follow you. I don't, I don't believe it, but I follow you. Yeah. Without question. Yeah, I think because we're getting the mirror of the last game where Atreus followed Kratos's whim no matter what. And now Kratos is like, okay, well, we did my last mission and you want to do this as you're getting older, then you tell me what to do and I'll follow even if I don't believe in this prophecy bullshit. Because why would he? He's able. He was able to change fate multiple times before in his life. Yeah. And the... I'm going to let you say the line, but Atreus says, um, what if like who's he's like, I'm protecting you. And then he goes, Atreus goes, who's protecting you? And what does Kratos say? Oh, well, at that part, he says, I I don't need your protection. But after is when he says uh, death can have me when it when it earns me. And it's such a good line. Yeah, like it's unbelievable. And because the, the way the, it's delivered, it's kind of like a chuckle in his voice too, being like, "Like yeah, right, yeah, death." Yeah, Kratos can... has literally fought his way out of hell. <laughs> yeah, like that's... I'm not even. That's not a metaphor. Multiple times, though, he right? fought. Yes, multiple times he was killed and fought his way out of hell. Oh, actually, like twice in the original trilogy, and then when they went to Helheim, which is basically hell. Yeah, <laughs> they fought their way out of hell, and he's like, "Yep, <laughs> no, he can have me. It's cool. I'm all right with dying, but he's got to earn it." Like and yeah. that, uh, it's so good. There, and and of course we see Freya, and uh, like, still don't really know what she what her angle is. Like, obviously, she's probably still pissed off that you killed Balder, but maybe she'll come around and be helpful again or maybe it's maybe it's going to be like you fight her at the very beginning and she just dies maybe it looks like we get a new character too unless that was freya because it looks like you're riding out of an area in trees and stuff and and vines seems like alfheim because it's the the light elves were there yeah but like she has the ability to do all that tree stuff yep and but there's a woman on your back who kind of looks like freya yeah, there was another character in the initial reveal that showed it's like a young uh, black girl. Oh, okay. I don't remember what her character is. Um, people are already being like, God of Woke, because that person's supposed to be white, I guess. It's like, just shut up, dude. Just play the fucking shut game. The Who fuck cares up? at this point? Like, why, why be miserable about these stupid things? I bet that character will be so minimal, it won't matter, and all that we'll, we'll care about is how fucking cool Kratos is. Yeah. Because they're gonna have to top him fighting that dragon and it dying and it landing like you being right in its open oh, yeah. mouth when it lands dead. Oh. If they're going, they have to top that. That is the coolest thing in any video you, man. game. The shots they had, the giant jellyfish that comes Whatever out that of the is. ground. That, I was like, whoa. And and we get, I, I don't know if I'm saying it right. Is it uh, Gary and Fricky? Fricky? I'm saying it wrong. The two wolves. Oh, um, I don't know the two wolves. I thought one of them was Fenrir. Fenrir was... Maybe I'm saying them wrong. But you're right. There were two of them. So I wonder if there's like subordinate ones. Because Fenrir is basically the wolf prophesized to aid in killing Odin for Ragnarok. 
And that's part of the story in Valhalla is when you play as Odin is to you're trying to change that fate. So you go and you get this like unbreakable chain and then you fight Fenrir, but you're able to like hold it down. But all it does is delay fate. That's all. So and I was I was in the original teaser. They showed Fenrir and I was like, oh, shit, we're going to fight it. And then I'm thinking, I'm like, we have the same goal to take out Odin. And why wouldn't they team up with Fenrir? It's probably you probably will fight it and then probably talk or something and be like, oh, we have the same goal. Like, yeah, but that scene, we get like a sunset type scene. And I'm very interested. Like, yeah, if, if someone knows Norse mythology, tell me what that is a metaphor for, because it's clearly some part of the the lore is the the sun being shot and those wolves bringing night like that was such an amazing shot this there i think they're releasing this on ps4 as well i know it was supposed to be exclusive but i think they because the moment can get a ps5 so i think it's become very difficult to um to do that but like I can't see how like th- this for a PS5. This is going to be graphic, like elite awesome. The graphics I mean, are going to be fucking Kratos, awesome. I mean, God of War in 2018 looked fucking unbelievable. Oh, it was unbelievable, PS4. man. But when I replayed it on my PS5, there is a huge difference. Yeah, there's like, a difference. Yeah. It looks fucking phenomenal. And I know that this is just going to be yeah. so <clears throat> fucking good. Yeah, I'm very hype. Um, I mean, the last thing I think worth noting is the very ending scene where it shows Kratos, no boy, no blades of Kratos, uh, blades of blades of Kratos, blades of chaos, no Mimir on like an icy lake fighting Thor and just him throwing his axe and Thor throwing Mjolnir and it just stopping each other because they're basically the same weapon type, uh, honestly. And don't and they then normally like, sometimes do in like RPGs like ice in like lightning kind of like clash a little bit or something like that? No, it's usually ice and fire. Earth and earth lightning, ice fire usually. Well, I uh, mean not weakness, like they're kind of equal a little bit, like lightning and ice. Like they're kind of like they're not each other's weakness. So yeah, I mean just, that would make sense, yeah. And I do like the ju- the the almost because they're basically supposed to be the same character. Thor and Kratos are supposed to be very similar, like the god of war and like Thor is basically the god of war. He's the one that goes and fucking, you know, does Odin's bidding, basically killing whoever is needed. Well, Tyr is the god of war, but he does things a little bit more diplomatically. Yeah, because he's traveled multiple realms, yada, yada. But I do like how Kratos, to summon the axe, just lifts his hand up while Thor has to snap to get the to get the hammer back. And it, that shot was awesome. I yeah. sent this to a friend of ours, uh, Dan Sullivan, and um, also uh, co-host of the podcast. Let's see that again. Um, and he was like, I didn't know Fat Thor was in this. <laughs> I mean, I, I think what they're going for is just based off of what they've read in Norse mythology. Like Norse mythology, Thor it just fights, fucks, and Oh yeah, like eats and drinks all the time. Why wouldn't he be a fat fuck? Well, they call what's his name calls him like a fat fuck constantly. The head, what's the head's name? Mamir. Mamir. He was yeah. like, he's just like, oh, that fat fuck. <laughs> like he just, you know. But I think it's gonna be, it's gonna be like muscle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when, uh, yeah, it's just gonna be. Oh yeah. He's gonna look fat, 
but he's also going to be as powerful as Kratos. Yeah, I'm 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 pumped about that. Uh, you're probably right what you said before. We're probably just going to get introduction with him and Thor, and I think Thor is just going to give him a warning at first, and just be like, "Hey, you need to leave. Stop it. Stop. You stop now. I'll throw meow meow at you. Meow meow." But I, I oh, that trailer is so good. Is there anything else we 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 want to discuss in this trailer? Like I, mean, I think we broke down the. We went pretty much. I mean, they show little snippets like, "Ooh, there's a mermaid. Ooh, there's a frog type thing. Ooh, there's a guy that looks like a fucking ring wraith from Lord of the Rings. Oh, 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 he's doing like web swinging with his blades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I really like that. That you're not really gonna have to really aim. You can oh, just, I like, think you'll probably have to aim a little. Yeah. It'll just you'll see like you know, little fucking commands or kind of thing. Like, oh, you can zip to this thing. But they're definitely being a little, like, quiet about what other abilities you're going to get because they're dead. Like, there's no way it's going to be exactly the same. I know they're probably going to be like, you could still do these basic things, but here's some newer shit you're going to be able to do. Yeah, I hope they, they, what they do is they take the existing things you unlocked in the first one, but then they build upon them. So, like, a good example was in Spider-Man for that came out in 2018. When you're playing as Peter Parker, you have to unlock all of the advanced abilities and, like, the coolest things you can do. Miles Morales' game, he starts with that stuff, and then yeah. you build on it from there. And it makes sense story-wise because Peter trained Miles, so why wouldn't he train them on that stuff? Why would too? you have to start from square why one? Why would you have to start from square one and learn how to, you know, swing and roll and you know, keep your momentum. Why Peter would have trained him. Don't do what like Kingdom Hearts says and every new one was like, you've lost all your powers. You went into the castle of memory forgetness. You now know nothing and are level one. What's level one, Goofy? Gorsh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember either. I'm a fucking dog. <laughs> I think he healed you, Sora, <laughs> even though we're not in battle. I think Donald's having a stroke. <laughs> he's casting Fyraga. Oh, no, he's having a seizure. Gorsh! Uh, I used to like those games, but the third one really sucked. Yeah. Um, the fourth one looks interesting, but... Oh, there's a fourth. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's Lord. In, he's in current times, and there's a city. It's like... Is it going to be like Super Mario Odyssey? Yeah, it reminds me of Super Mario Odyssey, but it's like Just Sora. real people. Oh, God, what the fuck's wrong with that thing? He looks like a... What's wrong with his feet? They're, they're fucking huge. He's got zippers all over his body. <laughs> so many zippers. What's in your pockets? Oh, these aren't pockets. They're just zippers. <laughs> uh, so fucked up. But I think that, you know... That ends our discussion on Thor Ragnarok. Now it's down to get down to brash text, baby. We're talking Resident Evil Extinction. Mm-hmm. Let's give you a little summary of this, some bitch. Here's the plot synopsis, just mm. so you know where we're at. I wish you know what? I wish I had a little beat for you to like. Oh, captured by the Umbrella Corp. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> captured by the Umbrella Corporation, Alice, played by Mila Jovovich, receives genetic alterations that leave her with superhuman abilities. Hiding out in the Nevada desert, she joins forces with former cohorts. Carlos, played by Oded Fair, 
and LJ, played by Mike Epps. Boo. As, yeah, he's fucking horrible. As well as new survivors, Claire, played by Allie Larder from Heroes, and Kmart, by Spencer Lock. <laughs> what a dumb name. I was found in a Kmart, but... Uh... Oh, Nurse Betty was a Shanti. I didn't even realize that. Well, she did now. Uh, to eradicate <laughs> the virus that threatens to turn every human on Earth into a zombie. 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 The movie was released on September 21st, 2007. Uh, was directed by Russell Malashi, which was this is the first one, I believe, that was not directed by Paul W.S. Anderson. But he wrote and produced it. Which version of the script? This this script was so like rewritten so many times. Yeah, like, they also took out stuff that would have made this made some of the characters better because it would have made them more accurate to their video game counterparts. But of course they didn't do that. Oh, why? Why uh, would they make uh, these yeah. characters similar to what we already love? And they just like like Mila wasn't even going to like do it and then she read the script and was like you know, I like the script. And then they're like, okay, we're there's more of me. In it. We're going to change like all of it. And uh, the box office for this was one hundred and forty seven point seven million. You know what that means? We're getting another sequel. <laughs> we're getting another two or three. Was <laughs> oh it two God. or three more? I, like, I think it's like, because when I was looking it up on Amazon to rent after I realized no one wants this movie on their streaming service. No, yeah, I saw one on Amazon that's all six movies. And I'm like, there's six. Oh, and we're no. We're doing one every Halloween. Let's see if we make it to six, Josh. <laughs> I mean, I might not even be alive by six. <laughs> uh, the budget for this movie was $45 million, so they did make it back. But, ah, oh, boy. I what a stinker. <laughs> there were some things that, like, uh, I enjoyed. There was a couple yeah. nice shots. Uh, there was a really good shot where a zombie got shot in the head and a hole like was in its head and the blood just splattered on the camera. I thought that was really good. Very Sam Raimi. Yeah. Um, they yeah. went back to formula. I know in the first one, they were more into the practical effects for the zombies and zombie dogs, etc. And really held back on the CGI only for the stuff they couldn't do practically. And this one, it seems like they went back to that because I know the second, second one was one like was... way too much CGI and it was so dumb looking. This one... Most of the zombies and stuff were all practical. The zombie dogs went back to being practical. Even the tyrant at the end. Kinda. Because when the zombie dogs' heads were through the the cages, they looked like terrible CGI. But when they showed them from above, it was clearly dogs wearing like a like a meat suit. A meat suit, yeah. like like strap on. And they like obviously didn't want it on their heads. And by strap on he does not mean meat dicks. Red Rocket strap. They on. had they had their own Red Rockets. Yes. Um. I and it's funny you mentioned uh what was it Allie Larder? Yeah. From Heroes, I actually thought she was Bridget Wilson who played Sonya Blade. No, that's not her. But then I then I was like, oh wait, and I looked it up. I'm like, is that Bridget Wilson? No. But Lindy Nashby is in this as Chase the Cowboy. Who is who played Johnny Cage? Oh, okay. I was like, why does he look so familiar? And I thought it was just uh, not Matthew McConaughey. That's that's who <laughs> well, I. That's I saw that is. guy and I was like, oh, he's the guy from Texas. Who's just like, all right, I'll kill some zombies. All right, all right, all right. 
the so like the way this movie opens up is you know it opens up almost exactly like the original film. Getting the fake out. No bush though this time. Yeah, what the fuck? And what it seems like is Dr. Isaacs is has I kind of forget what happened at the end of two. Um, uh, Alice and them all infiltrated a umbrella facility and it just showed her using her powers to like overcome security. But then I remember she get passes out or something and then she's naked and fights a bunch of people and makes everybody's eyes bleed or something. I forgot about that. That Because that was them breaking her out of the facility. But they already had her blood at that point. And Jorah Mormont, Dr. Isaacs, he mentions, well, we have her blood so we can make more Khaleesi's. Okay. And what it seems like is they're doing is they're trying to per- find the perfect copy of Alice to... Well, yeah, because we get a fake out of her being killed and we're yeah. like, oh, hell yeah, this movie's ending super quick. Yeah, I I was spoiled on that this was going to have clones in it because I was looking up trivia before I watched the movie because I didn't care about being spoiled at all about this. Because the second one was dog shit. I will say that, the, um, like Josh said, the pra- the use more use of practical effects in this, I will say, made this a little bit more tolerable to watch, which isn't saying much. But the second one, I rolled my eyes a lot because I remember that CGI just really being crammed in there. For I just like remember the everything. nemesis looking fucking oh, bad, fucking like awful. bad garbage, dude. He just looked like shit, and I hated it, and I wanted to fucking punch everybody involved in the movie. And by the way, Mike Epps was in that. Yeah, he was the he was the one where he's driving around hitting zombies in a car, going GTA motherfucker. Yeah, ten points and. And they don't even do him. I don't even remember him, him and Mila's character. Like, yeah, he's even he, nodded at each other. Like said, I know they were in scenes together. He was he was part of the group of people along with like Carlos because Jill was in that movie. And so Carlos was in the second one. Yeah, Carlos okay. was in the second one. Because yeah. I'm like, oh, do they know each other? Like, again, there was so much shit in this that like if you didn't pay attention, I went back a couple of times that they quickly brushed over. And I was like, I think he's in the second one. Yeah, Carlos was in the second one. They introduced Jill in the second one. Played um, by Oded Fair from The Mummy. Uh, but, no, Jill was not played by Oded Fair. No, Carlos, Carlos was. was. By, That's what yeah. I said. Carlos oh, okay, was, okay. was yeah. played by Oded. Uh, I didn't even put together that was the guy from and The Mummy. And he's, he's also the guy from uh, Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. Oh. Hey, fishy, fishy, fishy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. Well, not interesting. That doesn't interest me. <laughs> yeah. But wow, that's that's a that's a fact. I won't call it fun, but I'll call it a fact. But I I think I thought it was honestly he was like one of the only other actors who seemed to know how to act because a lot of the acting in this was pretty bad. Nurse yeah, Betty was yeah he's not a good awful. Carlos though. He's not a great Carlos. yeah. I'm not familiar with the character, but I assume Carlos has uh, a Spanish accent. Yeah, I think he's uh, I believe he's a Colombian uh, mercenary. And this that year. works for Umbrella. Umbrella's uh, biohazard um, uh, attack squad, or basically biohazard cleanup crew. Yeah. I uh, yeah, I gotta play the third one. So what this movie pretty much sets up again, we get the same like first we get this thing about the Alice's. This probably and like I think there's ten minutes of this movie has no dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we find out about the clones. And then we get from the same from every movie, Alice 
saying yeah, like the narration. Alice nar- ma- uh, monologue. Let me get you up to speed. I'm Alice. Because I'm surprised the summary hasn't even really told you everything. It's like, oh, the virus doesn't just affect humans and animals. It affects the environment and oceans have dried up. Um, But they say all this, but then we're in the desert anyway. Like, I thought I thought I was like, well, why? Why? Well, it's really bad desert because now Las Vegas is a desert, (laughs) even more more. desert. It hasn't kept the sand at bay. It's like, why (laughs) didn't they just have it like in a desert place that used to be an ocean? Instead of doing this whole shipping, like ocean, all the oceans have driven, dried up, all the lakes. Well, because it's probably way cheaper to just film in a desert. (laughs) Oh, I guess (laughs) from what I read is that the director was like, okay, this one will be different. We won't film at night. We're going to film during the day in the desert. They, it was so hot. It was 130 degrees that. They had to keep switching out new cameramen and film crew because they kept passing out from how hot it was. Of course. And it and did you notice, man, that Mila seemed to be the only one not really sweating as much as everybody? And Mila did, Jovovich had perfect like uh, makeup on the entire she movie. She had CGI airbrush. Yeah. I did you notice that? Yeah, it was hard not to notice. That we're supposed to believe that these people have been surviving for, they said years. years. Someone said years at one point. And she's got lipstick on. She is perfect. Their t- all of their teeth are perfectly white, except for the weird fucking people that uh, attack her at the beginning of the game. Uh, yeah, the game, the movie. Like, they are the only people. And the only reason they did that is because we want we want, as the audience, to know, oh, they're bad people. Their teeth are bad. Their skin's bad. Their clothes are bad. Oh, and you know when they shout like this, they're going to be bad. Get them all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it's very dumb. But and yes, so- like what you said, I noticed it immediately. Yeah. She was just dressed to the nines. Gorgeous. The whole. Looked great. Even while she time. slept. Like, ooh, yeah. damn. When Kmart was watching her, I'm like, yeah, I put, I made you a slap race. That's basically what it was. <laughs> Why is your name Kmart? Because they found me in a Kmart. Oh, my God. And I don't like my old name. All right, well, you're dead. No one cares about you. Uh, there's just so many choices that they made in this. And you could tell that, like, this, like, these people seem to just stay in one place. And it just seems like the script. I felt like I was watching, like, three movies in one. There were so many different things. So apparently Dr. Isaac's looking for Alice, but doesn't know where she is. But then we find out later he's got like a camera in her. I What is that? Yeah, that- uh, it's because they experimented on her. So they had some link to her. But like she even mentioned, because she I guess she had a watch that can show where they're pinpointing or the satellites are. I don't know. She was able to, she said she was able to stay under the radar. It's like, what are you talking about? But because she used her abilities. Yeah, that's true. They're like, the beta and theta levels have spiked. It's like, the, the white queen, is that is that who that's Whatever supposed to that be? Whatever that stupid like, British girl's name is. Yeah. I am a computer. But now I look like a child who's very airbrushed. Yeah. <laughs> and I glow. Yeah, it, it was so stupid. Yeah, you're right. There were multiple like subplots. So we have like the Alice subplot of like, I'm alone, but maybe I'll join up with these other survivors. And then they're just like, we got to 
keep surviving because we have a whole convoy. And then there's, convoy. there's Jorah Mormont's plan of like, well, I have to create the perfect Alice clone slash I'm going to rip off Day of the Dead's plot where I try to domesticate zombies. They literally do the same scene from Day of the Dead, George Romero's Day of the Dead, where the zombie, he's been training him and he picks up a telephone like, <laughs> and then they do the same thing, but they hand him a cell phone and he's like, huh? cell phone? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the director, Muscle McCahey, I don't know. Muscle? Russell. Oh. <laughs> Russell. M- Muscle Man McCahey. M- McCahey, whatever the fuck his name is. Uh was questioned about that, and he said he did that as a nod to Day of the Dead. Yeah, well, he probably had to say that, or they'll be like, yeah, you can't just rip <laughs> off shit yeah. from other movies. <laughs> yeah, that, that zombie, though, gets pissed once he tries to put the triangle in the hole, and it just... <laughs> the triangle don't work! Oh, no, I told you not to give him the triangle! But we find out that, like, Dr. Isaacs is like, he pretty much did it, and then was like, nah, I need these guys to be aggressive to fight Alice. And he... He did what he was supposed to do, but he was just like, nah, I want Alice. I want to, I don't know what his plan is for Alice. Like he just is obsessed with changing the future with her blood. Like, yeah, well, because yeah, when Mila Jovovich finally gets to the facility at the end, which has been destroyed because Jorah went full tyrant, um, she talks to the the whatever you want to call the a the computer bitch and says that with your blood we can create an antivirus like a perfect one that will stop all this shit and that's probably that's the most that's the reason i can think of why he would want to clone her and get a perfect clone of her so that they can use their blood to try to create an antivirus but i don't think he cares or vaccine it seems like he wants to to rule and also you know what you brought up the facility and stuff. But Josh, how did we know when we were going into the facility every time we were going into a facility scene? Because it played the same song over and over again. Well, also, what did they show every time we went to the facility? We'd get like this 1990s type like screensaver looking thing that would be a computer that who's looking at? And it would be like a blueprint looking thing and it would constantly show the facility in this Tron grid looking thing. Oh yeah. Like a computer. And it would always show like an elevator going down or something like, or two people's like heat signature walking through a, like a fucking corridor. Every time. It's pointless. It was like, okay. And then be like, look, now we're going to, we're going to transition from it being that to real cool. Huh? (gasps) Oh my God. It's Kmart Wesker. He's leading the facility, but he's also a hologram. More like Caldor fucking Wesker. Like, Uh, honestly, Wesker's mannerisms were okay, but that guy was not a good pick to play Wesker. Well, they didn't even, like, give him much at all. Like, no. To do. Like, you know, in, in speaking of that, all these main characters, this is just like, they're like, nope, this is, this franchise is about Alice. And we get, we got Claire. But Claire, she's just trying to help. Nothing about Chris. She's just trying to help survivors. Like Chris, Claire's story throughout the entire series, pretty much until after, I think the fifth game is she's looking for Chris. She's she goes to Raccoon City in the second one because she hears about 
she hears Chris is going on vacation randomly, and she's like, "Well, that's not right. That's not right. He doesn't do yeah, that. He doesn't like go to. Brother. He doesn't go on vacation for a fucking two months to Europe for some reason." So she goes to investigate, and she finds what happens in Raccoon City, and fights her way out. And then when she leaves, I gotta go find Chris, and that leads into Code Veronica, where she goes to the uh, the facility in in Europe. And infiltrates it to find out where Chris is, but she gets captured, put on the island where Code Veronica X takes place, is able to send out a uh, a beacon to Leon, who she's in contact with, and then Leon helps. Oh, oh, oh! I'm breaking stuff. I'm I'm just being too Italian, like <laughs> waving my hands around. Keep kicking those two. Um, Leon actually is able to get in touch with Chris, and then Chris gets to the base after Claire's already escaped. Then you go and you rescue rescue Claire from the Antarctic base. So they reunite there. But then after that, Chris joins the uh, BSAA, the uh, what is it, Biohazard something task nah, whatever. Bullshit ass. Yeah, BSAA, whatever. People who know Resident Evil know what BSA is. And he's fighting bioweapons, and then she joins an organization against that's against bioweapon research and going after companies that you know, ate it. So yeah. But that's not, that's not what we, so that long rant I just gave you about Claire, (laughs) Claire's main focus being finding Chris. She doesn't even look like Claire. She looks like Jill from resident evil three. Yeah. She did. Ellie Larder is okay of an actress. She was good in that the final destination movie. She was good in heroes. There was some movie where she was like a jaded ex, like, I don't fucking know. She was fine in that, but she's not Claire Redfield. I'll tell you that much. No. Didn't like her. Didn't even, yeah, whatever. Well, again, they she wasn't even like a, she was barely a character. Yeah. Even though we heard her name like at least 18 times in the first 45 minutes of the movie. Because they kept putting that thing being like, there is a convoy from Claire Redfield. Like, yeah. The least she could have done was reference anything that happened in Raccoon City. Like, oh, I wonder how Sherry's doing now. Or, oh, I wonder if I'll ever see Leon again. Anything. Anything. But no, people actually thought Leon was going to be in this. He probably should have been. But it wouldn't the- have made sense. Like, oh, I went, I went to the desert, too. Look at us. We're all in the desert. <laughs> but again, like none of this, because I don't think they go. Do they ever go in the de- desert in the franchise? No. The, <laughs> like the video game. No. Okay. I was wondering that too. Um, you know, I guess I have a question for you though on that. Like, so as somebody that is a huge fan. I hated of this vi- movie. Oh, is that not the question? Well, <laughs> it's close to it. But like, how do you feel that these, the movie franchise keeps like taking these characters and just shoot kind of shoehorning them in misusing yeah being like oh this woman could have been anyone else but she's claire redfield no this this franchise sets the sets the precedent for all other video game adaptations that as long as you just say the people's names you don't have to stick to their video game storylines because these movies make hundreds of millions of dollars on a short budget so Fuck you, people that actually like these video games. That we're making these movies for a general audience, and I, hey, I can get that. I can get behind that. But eh, it's it would be so easy to just build up these characters a little more. 
link them, tie them to the lore that people know. And love. Even a little bit. Just a little bit. A reference. Something. Not Claire is just the fucking person that runs a convoy of survivors. What what does it have to oh and they're gonna they go we're gonna go to Alaska now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what? Why? Why? Why are we going to Alaska? There's like, no infected there. Are, I, I bet there will be. You know, yeah, there were, See, there was a lot really hard for me to follow a lot of things. I didn't really understand why they were going to go to Alaska. Claire was pissed. Then she was into it. And it was just... They were going to go to Alaska because Alice found a journal in a gas station that said Alaska is safe. That's it. So all of those survivors agreed, let's go all the way across multiple fucking continents to get to Alaska. Okay, so that wasn't her journal. No, there was a dead lady hanging there. It was full of flies for some reason, CGI flies. I must admit, like, again, you you look down for a moment to write notes and you miss shit. I was like, okay, is this her book? Why is she reading her own diary every day? I can't believe I wrote that. Like, I'm like, when was I in Alaska? I even thought maybe she was also a clone Mm. that escaped. You know, I uh, maybe there was a script that was was that. You know, maybe. Um, hopefully not though. We mentioned that she has abilities, and I noticed. they're that, all over the place. They're all over the place. Like she's got some sort of psychic abilities, kind of yeah, like kind of like psychokinesis. Oh, yeah. Like she was able to create like a like a um, the the girl from Fantastic Four. Like she's creating like barriers, kind of thing. At well, one point, I was thinking like, uh, well, you don't watch Stranger Things, which no. is messed up because I think they ripped this movie off in season four of Stranger Things. So oh. in season four of Stranger Things, L as always, has telekinetic abilities, number 11, what they call her. Telekinetic. Telekinetic. And she fights a monster that looks just like what Dr. Isaacs turns into in this. Tentacle fingers, and and it's like the battle is almost the same. And I was like, wait a minute. Did season... Well, they must have done it better because everyone loves season four of Stranger Things, which I did too, but it was like the same thing. It was messed up. But the CGI, they whenever they used it, was terrible. That flamethrower shield thing in the sky exploding with all the crows was awful. It mm. was awful. And, and you could tell the way it was filmed. They're like, this is awesome. We're like, sir, you're going to win the Oscar. I know. <laughs> oh, wait, we didn't win any. <laughs> we, didn't. we didn't even get nominated. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Our composer doesn't know how to compose this movie and quit halfway through the movie. <laughs> that happened. They were just like, yeah, nah. like, yeah, like I'm good. I'm good. Like, and then I got to about the crow part and I'm just like, I don't want to do this anymore. And so I'm wondering a lot of the music of this sounded like stock footage. <laughs> and every time they showed, they used the same song like several times. Oh, like, yeah. The, there's one song that I they composed specifically for this movie, and it it did sound like something you'd hear in like a later um, Resident Evil game, but they used it like five or six times. Mostly every time they would go to the facility and show it, it would always play. And uh, yeah, it's just it got a little old. Well, there was a song that they used for the first trailer when it came out. Um, it's called uh, "This." 
Uh, it is called The Crystal Methods. Well, it's... B- I fucked it up. By The Crystal Methods. By The Crystal Methods. It's called I Know It's You in uh, Mila Jovovich, which I always have trouble saying her last name, provides the vocals of the wailing for the song. Of course Which she was released three years earlier. She's of like, course. you're going to use this song. Why wouldn't she? Yeah. <laughs> what a narcissist that bitch is. She definitely put a lot of things in this to make sure that she made her money. Because even her clothing line was like involved in this. Of course. Why, why wouldn't it be? For a movie she almost dropped out of. Though, you know, they just threw money at her. So. And her husband's like, come on, please. Can you just do this movie for me? I'll give you money. Money. Now, I was looking at, like, trivia stuff, and I saw, and I don't know, is this supposed to be someone from the franchise? Um, originally in the script, Kmart's real name was supposed to be Elizabeth Jane Case. <laughs> no clue. That's no? Not, that's not, unless that's in, like, one of those, like, Operation Raccoon City games or something that really aren't tied to the bigger story. The lore or anything yeah. like that. I mean, they're tied to lore, but it's not, like, the bigger story. Uh, that's not a name I recognize. Yeah, I, I had no clue about it anyway, but I was like, oh, yeah, when Kmart showed up, I'm like, is she supposed to be a certain character? Um, You know, I think she's in love with Alice. I think she's got a crush on Alice. So I, I was sen- sensing some, like, like she was like, ooh. Yeah, I just think the acting was so bad, I didn't catch on that either. And like, there's all these, like, worthless characters that you're just like, uh, what? Worthless? Come on, Otto, the guy who has the ability to shake an empty can, it, no, not an empty can, a full can, and tell you what's in it? Yeah, I think he was just lying. <laughs> He's like, oh, there's some, some, some sort of beans, oh, some sort of fruit, and the, and like the kid's like, how do you know that? He's like, uh, you know, it's just something I, I picked up. It's like, you're not cool, man. <laughs> Good thing he died. He looked like one of the guys from like Jackass. He did. Yeah, he, he did. looked like the, and he looked like the one who in the trailer for the new one where they have him tied up, covered in honey, and a bear walks in. Is that the same guy? Let me see. Joe... I don't think. I don't think it is. It's probably like his fucking dumb brother who's like, I don't want to be in Jackass. I'm a real actor. I'm he was be played in... by Joe Hersley. And oh, he actually looks very familiar. Um, I don't know anything. He's in a movie called Balls to the Wall. Oh boy. He might just look familiar because I just saw this fucking movie. Yeah, I don't know. Accepted. I guess that's oh. I've seen that movie. Okay. Oh, he is in Fast and Furious. Oh boy. So um Oh, Fast and Furious Ampersand, which is the fourth one. So he's somebody in that movie, but probably nobody important. Civilian who gets run over by car. <laughs> I did it. I'm Someone that Dominic Torello says family to. Family. Family. Is that is that almost is that almost meme worthy like Matt Damon? <laughs> Matt Damon. Family. Now, there was a lot of things in this that I was like, uh, one cliche and stupid, like stupid things that I was like, what? This makes no sense. Like Mike Epps, the classic someone's bit, but they're not going to tell anyone who also obviously has sex with Nurse Betty, who like 
That's this... actually how Ashanti died in real life. Is she had sex with Mike Epps and got the T-virus. Oh. Well, she, well, she actually had kind of a cool death. She sacrificed herself to the crows. I thought the crow shit was kind of cool, except it was because all... it was pretty brutal. Yeah, they it... did. I mean, it was that thing where they kind of cover the face, but there's still a lot of like weird, gross noises where they're just eating people's face and shit. Yeah, and I gotta say, they only used two crows, and it didn't look that bad. It didn't look too bad for like the amount of crows that they say is there, but it it was pretty good. But um, Mike Epps just sucked. Like he just he had a gold gun. I don't remember that from the yeah. second one. And he hit a joint for Carlos later. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't get how Mike Epps got bit, and then like two or three days passed before he turns. Ever. But then Carlos gets bit, and like within an hour he's turning. Yeah, he's yeah. Well, that they did this in the last one. It was like some people get bit and they immediately turn, and then some don't. And also, we're learning that the one. Well, oh wait, Carlos got bit by the one that had enhanced Alice genes, so that they were they were turning quicker. Remember, they were saying oh, shit like cool. that. I believe you. And, and the and the antivirus isn't helping. Fuck you, Norton, with your goddamn shitty antivirus. Oh, by the way. It was like a um, Mike Epps, we talked about a little earlier, was bitten by a zombie with a titty hanging out. Zombie titty. Zombie titty. I also wanted to share with you, Josh, there was a scene in that movie (laughs) that I thought was ridiculous. And I pulled it up. Just one? There was a couple. But this, I was like, they, they added this for comic effect, but it was... Terrible. And it's a scene between Mike Epps and Lyndon Ashby, who plays Chase. Hey. All right? Hell fine. Pork and beans, man. They leaked them. I don't see how you cowboys do it. Years of practice. (laughs) Years of practice of eating porks, pork and beans. Like, I was waiting for Weezer's... Like what's that some pork and beans to start playing? Do 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 do. <laughs> I was like, okay, so as a cowboy, you have to train to eat pork and beans. No, I just think it's there because pork and beans is like the can that cowboys would eat around the campfire. Like, it's, I think that's all it's saying. It's like, like oh, that's so- their preferred beans and pork. Sitting around a fire in a cowboy. But you need practice for it. Well, because it it. explodes your asshole. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you got to train your belly to not make it explode on the inside. I'm basically sitting on a gap the size of a saucer plate. (laughs) Yeah, like uh, the dialogue between the people didn't make sense. It was so clear who was going to get murdered every time. Like I was just like, I was like, up. We haven't seen that person. They're that person die. hasn't had a line yet. They're dead. dead. <laughs> yeah, that's it's unfortunate. I watched this with my 14-year-old niece, and she was getting so mad at me because I was commentarying on it, and she loved this movie. Well, she kids loved are stupid, it. So. But she thought like Mila's character was so cool. She liked how like she used the swords and all this stuff, and I was just like. I kind of stopped like with the commentary and just left it for the notes because I was like, oh, she's actually enjoying this movie and I don't I don't want to upset her. Like, that's why this movie made one hundred and fifty million. 
it's because it's not it's not for us that are super critical about it. It's for people that are just, yeah. you know, younger looking for a, like it's probably a movie series my parents would like. They really like that new Resident Evil show. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that. Yeah, it's not made for me. But like I feel like and and again this happened with like Monster Hunter. I feel like these movies aren't Resident Evil movies, they're Mila Jovovich movies. Are you going to say her name differently no, every time? Jo- Jovova. It's not Mila Jehovah's Witness, Vich. I said Joe. Jo- right, Mila you know Jovovich. Mila Jovovich. Jovovich. Mila yeah. Jovovich. Okay, yes. there we go. But I'm going to say it again. Whatever. You heard. I don't need to say it again because I said it. These are Mila Jovovich movies. He's fucked it. <laughs> Jovovich. It's the Mila movies. That's all I'm going to say. That you go to see her because she, her character, who's not even in the franchise, like, they, that's what they focus on. Like, she has nothing to do with the franchise, but she overshadows characters that they bring in. Yeah, they gave her the red dress, and it's like, see, she's kind of like Ada, but she's not Ada. Well, we'll, they, we'll introduce Ada. They were going to introduce her as a different name in this, too. As Janice uh, Prospero? Is that another character? No, like, no, it's not. So why why in these different scripts are they bringing in like different... We're going to name them this. I saw this on the back of a like uh, receipt. This name uh, that would be a cool name to have Alice as a real name. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I- I'm glad they didn't add more bullshit to this because I-, I know there was a subplot where there's a subplot that made sense in one of the scripts where Claire was trying to find Chris. That's very Claire. Why wouldn't you? Why couldn't you have said that she was traveling and she could have had this convoy of survivors? And being going cross country because she was trying to find Chris. Yeah, they they I think they scrapped they could have that found last minute. Chris's journal that told them that fucking Alaska would had no zombies. I didn't even think of that. That would make more sense. Even if they don't show Chris in the movie, they could have said those things, which would have made way more sense to the lore and would have been easy. Instead of it's a random gas station in Nevada with a lady who hung herself and her journal has all of this stuff about a bit, uh, Alaska's yeah, no zombies, no infection. How the fuck would you know? Chris would know. Yeah. Well, that I wouldn't be surprised if that's what it was supposed to be, but then they just like change it. There were so many, like when I was looking through trivia and I didn't even put them all in here, there was so many that said this was supposed to be in the movie, but then a script change. And then this was supposed to be in the movie and then a script change. And like, it just, when you break down this movie, this movie could have been 30 minutes because the the main point at the end of the movie was everybody that's introduced flies away. And it's just back to Dr. Isaac's first Alice. And we get clones. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so ultimately, they get to Las Vegas, which they've said we need to avoid at all costs. They need to fuel up before they make the cross-country trip to Alaska with all the survivors and their multiple vehicles. They get to Las Vegas, and for some reason, there's hundreds of zombies in a small container 
that attack and kill mostly everyone. And then they find out that, you know, Jorah Mormont and his crew are really close for some reason because they're trying to, they're taking control of Alice, but, oh, she's so powerful. She was able to telekinesis the, the microchip off the satellite in space. And then... Oh. <laughs> oh, wait, I have a sound for that. Yeah. Yeah, but Jorah gets bit. And then he takes the antivirus and, no, oh, they'll matter. Now I'm a tyrant that has tentacle And they're like, you've been uncalled. This is uncalled for. You're fired. And I'm even though I know about zombies, I'm just going to shoot you in the chest. Yeah. So he becomes a tyrant. And I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll say that the practical effects looked okay. Until his hands started doing Until stuff. he started speaking full sentences. You can't kill me, Alice. I am inevitable he didn't I say thought that. you were going to be the savior but I am Khaleesi <laughs> Alice you are my Khaleesi uh, he like, turned into a stone man nice and it just so in a movie when you, you decide to use CGI mildly and like you do the practical effects but then at the end of the movie you decide to really fucking lean into the CGI. It looks awful. Those Alice bubbles with with the clone Alice's looked awful. It yeah. looked like a cutscene for a PlayStation 2 game. Yeah. Yeah, it looked really bad. And um I mean, pretty much Alice goes into the laser hallway. Oh, they brought yeah. that back. They hinted <laughs> that how to bring sure, it back. Catch, made sure you saw it at the the end, I mean at the beginning, and of course the guy that set this laser room up, well that that being all jacked up on the the you know antivirus antivirus made him forget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well the the queen the white queen did lock me in here, but she wouldn't set off the lasers. Boo No 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 she didn't. The clone Alice did. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right, that's right. But yeah, it's still stupid and Oh, God, he died. Okay, can we see the pile of parts? No. Oh, okay. We're going to see it on a surveillance screen. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I thought they were going to kill her off, and then the clone would take over. I Honestly, the hardest I laughed was the very ending shot of the movie, and it was just because of something I came up with in my own head, where she she turns to the clone, and she's like, oh, oh, no, she's talking to, like, Wesker in them, hologram style, and is like, we're coming for you. And then it turns and the clone comes on screen and then you can see all the other clones. And I was just, I would laugh so hard because all I could think of is like the beginning of that Shania Twain song, like, let's go girls. And then you just hear like, going out tonight and just all the clones like putting on red dresses. Something about being an Alice clone. The prerogative to have telekinesis powers. Whoa, oh, I got two knives. <laughs> two machetes. Oh, the, 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 like, they were like, you know why she got those two knives? Because I guess, like, she goes for the movie, like, she goes for weapons training, and her weapons trainer was like, you're really good with these weird-looking bent knives. You should add it to the movie. And they, Yeah, because you'd really <laughs> want to get that close to zombies, because if you got bit once, you're just dead. You have telekinesis, just blow them all up. 
you can crush a chip in space. You can kill all these zombies. Like, yeah, but it hurts her head when she does it. I need. I get a migraine and owie, owie. Oh, I'm better. Motrin's not around right now. I'm running out of Motrin. <laughs> it's been three years since I had Motrin. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, this was kind of a slog. Um, my niece kept getting mad that I had to keep pausing it and just step away for a moment. Uh, oh, I, I, you know what I like? You know what? I'm looking at my notes, too. Like, I, it, this movie totally takes the fucking, with almost every character, they did the cliche walking into a room and being like, um, uh, what's Wesker's last name? Being like, Wesker. Wesker is his last name. Oh, just his name's Albert Wesker. Like walking Albert Wesker, if I live and breathe. And then <laughs> by I live and breathe, Albert Doc, Wesker. Dr. Isaacs. And then even later, is that you you got any smokes Claire Redfield? Like just every What about you, Carlos? You got anything else to smoke? I don't know. What about you, Kmart? I don't know. Well, how about you, Ashanti? I mean, uh, 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 Betty. Uh, Betty. Because usually when you walk into a room, you don't, they don't go just like, hey, Joshua Edgington. How nice. Bye, I live and breathe. <laughs> Bye, I live and breathe. Andrew Gonzalez, you son of a bitch. Yes, yeah. Oh, that's like so fucking. Uh, and then the joint joint thing I did thought was kind of funny because Carlos, when he smoked it, he made like stoner eyes as the zombies were like attacking. I'm instantly him. high because that's how weed works. I need to smoke this joint to set off the bomb instead of just. No, he lit the he lit it and then hit the joint. Oh, okay. He I didn't thought... have to hit the joint. He just wanted to. I want to go up in smoke. I wish he had said that. <laughs> oh, I just thought of that. My did... favorite movie is Cheech and Chung. Up in smoke. smoke. Boom. Yeah. Because he and sacrifices himself to take out the... And then you Ramirez and be like... And he's playing one of his characters for From Dust Till Dawn where he's like, we got zombie pussy. <laughs> Red pussy. Yellow pussy. <laughs> I forgot he was England in that fucking pussy. movie. He's like at the very he's, end, right? No, he's like four people in that movie. Cheech Marin plays the Border Patrol guy. He plays the guy outside the the titty twister who's like announcing everything in there. He plays the guy that George Clooney's character is supposed to be meeting in that yeah, place. Yeah, that's who I remember him as at the end. I think that's yeah. maybe when he's not in disguise. Yeah. He's like, I thought it was a good place. He plays like three or four different characters in that what movie. What a great movie. <laughs> From Dust Till Dawn. It's, yeah, it's, so, it's, it's so, so good. good. Plus, I mean, Selma Hayek oh, yeah. being a stripper is just... Oh boy, she's the fucking best, the best. But not in uh, she's in Eternals, right? Barely. Yeah. Uh, we don't need to get into that. By the way, I wanted to mention that helicopter. You can't fly that many people in a helicopter. Oh, you noticed that too? <laughs> I was like, okay, well, good thing they killed the majority of the people. So there's like, I don't know, four people left. They're like, all right, we got 14 people in this very lightweight helicopter. It's like, no, that's not going to fly. Or it's it'll fly, but it'll fly slowly, and you will make it nowhere. It'll be low, low to the ground. There's you will make no it way. nowhere as near as far as you think you could have made it with car. Because all you need is one car now. You don't need the whole convoy. She's like, you're going to fly. Why didn't you shoot that plane, says Kmart? Because we're not going to drive to Alaska. I believe fly. I can fly. Ooh, 
I believe I can touch this guy. I think about it every night and day. It's funny that you're singing that because I was walking my dog the other day and there, I was walking by a park. And, and you little... saw that R. Kelly was charged with like child <laughs> pornography and shit. Was and he's going he? Away. Yeah. R. Kelly sings that? I thought it was Seal who does. Uh... Yeah, Seal, R. Kelly, same things. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> I was like, I thought it was Seal. But a little kid was singing that song and I was like, oh, I wonder if he's watched Batman forever. I thought, I oh, thought no. that was Space Jam. Wasn't oh, it? it was. I'm thinking of kiss by a rose on a head. You remain my power, my pleasure, my pain, baby. And to me, you're like a. <laughs> Find a karaoke version of that and um, <laughs> Pax East a couple years ago, me, Lauren, Dave, Noel Avery, we went to the after party, which was like this bar with apps, and there was fucking arcades everywhere on free play, and we just started singing that song, belting it out, and we got a shitload of people to sing along with us. That's awesome. That's so awesome. That is like because our generation, we know that from Batman Forever. Don't they play a, a music video of that before the movie starts on VHS? I'm no, pretty I, sure I'm, they no, I, I don't know if they play a music video. Or before. maybe it was just on like, MTV all the time. Yeah, I think it was on MTV because like, if I went to the theater to see that and I'm like, why am I watching this music <laughs> video before fucking <laughs> kids would riot? Batman! I want the Batman! Um... Um, I'm looking at my notes here. I don't know if you have anything else. I noticed that um, Dr. Isaacs, when he becomes mutated, becomes an artist and like st- sticks all the doctors and on spikes. Yeah, he gets very creative. Very uh, like he took the time to be like, okay, let me just put this one here. He's and like looking. He's like, hmm, no, maybe at this angle. Oh, that looks good. I'll shut the light off, too. It really adds to the, the glistening blood from their tummy. Their tum-tums. <laughs> tum-tums. But yeah. The, no, I have nothing else to add about yeah, this movie. But... I feel like somehow we talked more than I thought we could have about this movie. Because it is, like you said, it's just it's boring. Um, I, But if you have no connection, I mean, because we already have, we have the proof. Your niece loved the movie. She loved the strong female characters. And there was some scares, some very obvious jump scares, but they still get people. Yeah. and uh, Not for me. <sighs> it wasn't for me either. But I, I will say, though, I did enjoy this more than the second one. Yes. And that is not saying much. Yeah. Uh, the second one was um, like, dumpster garbage and this was just like you know garbage in your house that's all yeah Mm-mm. well i think that uh finishes up our f- discussion of resident evil extension 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 <laughs> resident <laughs> evil <laughs> extension on your mortgage payment <laughs> ah! oh god let's just get to the goddamn scores All right, let's jump into it. So, this first is the first one we're so used to. 
How fucking cheesy was this goddamn movie? Uh, I'm going to go with, I'm going to say this is probably a five and a half out of ten for their cheesy movie. It has, you know, it has those, like, we got the guy that got bit and he ain't going to tell nobody. It's like, oh, we got the characters that have no lines or barely any lines who you know are cannon fodder. We have cliche representation of things that happened in other more popular horror movies. It's five and a half out of ten. I agree with that. I'm going to top it off a little bit with a six because um, they really wanted to lean into the gore in this. And I did appreciate some of the gore angles they did for this. you know, it was cheesy gore, and I love that shit. Like, uh, I it wouldn't have been as cheesy if they didn't do that shot through the bullet hole in the head. But thing. I like they did that. it like four times. They did, yeah, they did do it a lot. Oh, and... it's with a shotgun. Oh, it's with a handgun. Oh, it's with another gun. It's like, okay, how about you do it once, and that's cool. It was just weird that they decided to go brutal at some points, and then other points they were like mm, cut away. Yeah, we it... won't show this fully. We won't show this fully, but I did appreciate the cheesiness of some of that aspect, but everything else I do agree with you. Like, yeah. you know, so I'm going to top it off on a six because I did. Six out of 10. Now, some of you might notice our scores may be a little different. We did change things around. Uh, I'm sorry, Josh. I know you're going to go through it. I just wanted to, to make sure um, I mentioned that some people might be a little confused. I changed it around a little bit, but it's pretty much the same. It's the, pretty much the same as just an additional thing that we're going to talk about. Oh, so how comparable is this to the video game? Well, um, it has zombies. It has Claire and Carlos. It has Wesker. Um, so I'd say three out of ten. Mm-hmm. Because while it has those people in name alone, it does follow nothing. It has nothing to do with the Resident Evil storyline or anything related to the game. They misuse the characters and the established lore. And... Yeah, again, like you said, they focus on Alice because that's who's the main protagonist and everyone else is just there to support Alice. Did you give this a three or a three and a half? Three. I am also going to give this a three because I agree with Josh. You can call you can call a dog a cat doesn't mean it's a cat. Could be a cat dog, though. Yeah, cat dog. Because, but like that's pretty much what they did. They're like, here are these characters. They're not them, but they are them. Like, and... It's like I mentioned before, like the person that they had playing Claire looked nothing like Claire. Don't get me wrong. Welcome to Raccoon City wasn't that great. But the person that I got to play Claire was at least dressed more like Claire. Looked, looked almost slightly exactly like more her. like Claire. Yeah. And this they didn't even try. They nope. didn't even try. So, yeah, I'm going to give it a three as well, Josh. Yeah. Well, I guess this leads into our very next one, which is a new topic. How well was this movie cast? Well, just, were, the, yeah. were the characters the correct? Were they accurate to the story? Um, I'd say the person who was the most alike was Wesker, even though the actor, if they had cast Anthony Starr as Wesker, it would have been the perfect casting. This is it because of stars? No. I, was just, I just I think he, he, he could probably have done it better. Um, but no, I mean, Wesker was just, I, we have to do this. You are you, these are my commands. These are my orders, doctor, get it done. But again, not that great. So if he's the best 
Everyone else is just dog shit. Claire was horrible. Carlos was slightly better, but not anywhere near Carlos. And that's it. That's all there was. We have like three examples of people from the game. They just use their name. And would you? What would you give this one? Also a. Oh, um, I'd say this is a two out of yeah. ten. Yeah. I actually think I'm going to change my score for the other one because the that one I was basing kind of like off the characters, so I would give this one a three. How comparable to the video game? I give it a two. Yep. Because they just made up their own story and then dressed it up as Resident Evil. Yeah, I mean, while we were talking, we brought up very small things they could have done that would have immediately tied it like an Easter egg to the lore, the established lore, and could have opened up the gates to bring in these other characters like Chris and Leon, you know, but they didn't do that. They chose to just have these random plot devices that are there simply to move the characters along and that's it that's that yeah so very disappointed um i think the best casting in the entire series so far has been the actress that played jill in the second one she was on point she looked like jill she acted like jill other than that everyone else has been dog shit i remember her being very campy but that's that's one. fine. She looked exactly like Jill and acted like Jill. That's that's all I care about. And she was a Jill sandwich. <laughs> oh no. You almost became a Jill sandwich. Oh, you hate me right now. Hey. Okay, what's your score? Um, I like I said this on this one. Um, oh yeah, you yeah, changed this I mean, one's a three. This one's yeah. a three, and the other one's a two because, um, how comparable the video game I guess as a whole. Again, this was just something dressed as Resident Evil when it was really could have been a completely different thing. Yeah. Uh, and for our last scoring topic, was this a good movie slash would you suggest it? And since I've led each of these, I'll let you go first on this one. As for saying this is a good movie, I'm going to say no. This movie reminded me of how when you see some Tropic Thunder, you talk about these actors that are in these overly top. They like they joke like these overly top action movies. That is what this remind me of, of like an a movie joking about an actor being in an action movie that's overly cheesy and corny. Me, that that was totally it. Mila was dressed to the nines in every single scene, and they CGI airbrushed her face to make sure that she didn't look sweaty while everybody else did. Uh, no, this wasn't a good movie, and no, I would not suggest it. Um, not even as a laundry movie because to follow anything that's going on. Apparently you can't even look down and type down some fucking notes. So this is a double no for me. Um, I will say that this is not the worst movie we have seen. Uh, I will say that if you are a person who is not ver- well versed in the lore of resident evil, you will find, you might find enjoyment in it. Like I said, your niece liked it knowing nothing about the series my parents would probably like this movie. But as someone who really enjoys Resident Evil, this movie felt a bit of a letdown. Um, I won't say it's the worst movie in the series. I also won't say it's a good movie, though. I'd say just you can, yeah, you can watch it. 
I, I don't even think it's worth paying to rent it, though. So if you have a way to watch it for free, yeah, give it a shot. Uh, would I suggest it? Only to people that don't know anything about Resident Evil. Watch the first movie, and if you like that, watch the rest of them. If you like Resident Evil a lot, you probably already know to stay away from this series, so I don't need to suggest it to you. So I'm gonna I'm looking at it from two angles. Me I, personally, no, no. Someone on the outside, just give it a shot. Yeah, sure. Okay. I guess I agree with that to a, a certain extent, but I'm gonna stick with no, no, um, no, no, <laughs> no, no. Um, so we're trying something new. Uh, we have signed up. We are now on Letterbox. You can follow us on Letterbox.com. Just look up for eight bit movie review uh now from going forward any movies we do we will be leaving a small review from each of us a, a quick thought of what we thought of this movie um i will go first i will say if you are a fan of the franchise you will tear your hair out and scratch your head with confusion of wondering why there's characters with the names of characters we love but not doing the things that characters um these characters would basically do um, though, if you're not a fan of the franchise, you might love this movie. My niece wants to watch it again, and she's 14. Yeah, okay, well. Um, is this the worst movie in the Resident Evil with Mila Jovovich series? No. Is it a great movie? No. Will you like this movie if you really enjoy the Resident Evil series? No. Because this movie, in name alone, is Resident Evil. It has zombies. It has certain characters from the franchise. But they do not have the same motivation or even drive as the characters in the franchise. So, if you're a person on the outside who's never played a Resident Evil, you might want to... You could give this movie a shot, but watch it for free. Uh, that That nailed it. That fucking nailed it. Uh, so, like I said, going forward, you know, um, after this, we'll have many, many reviews on Letterboxd. Make sure to follow us and all that stuff. Um, speaking of future things we're going to cover, which we're not covering a movie next, which after this, thank goodness, we've already discussed. We already said what we're going to do. But you know what, Josh? So let's remind the folks at home what we're covering next week. Uh, this Cup, cup, cup coming. Yes. This cup come cup. coming week. This upcoming week, <laughs> we're going to be covering Castlevania Symphony of the Night and our monthly video game review. And I'm having a blast playing this fucking game. I can't wait to discuss. We almost discussed a good amount of it at the beginning, but we're going to go over a lot. We're going to go over gameplay, some of the weird characters that are in it. And you know, even though we already did a music discussion, we're going to discuss the fucking music. Oh, yeah, we got, we'll we have some of the music queued up because, uh, I mean, this was one that was on PlayStation. Uh, the music was just unbelievable. The gameplay was, like like I was trying to say, groundbreaking. This is where the term Metroidvania came from because Metroid was a series that was doing some, something like this where you go to an area, go to other areas, get upgrades, go back to previous areas, progress a little further, find more. There's hidden stuff. There's hidden areas. Castlevania did this, but they did that better. So now we have the term Metroidvania because 
of this game. And I'm looking forward to breaking it down with you, buddy. Now, as usual, as we always say at the end, if there's anything that we missed discussing this movie, or if there's anything you'd like to hear us cover, please reach out to us at 8bitmoviereview at gmail.com. And you can also reach out to us on Facebook and Instagram, and don't forget to check us out on Letterboxd, baby! Or if you want to listen to our backlog of video game movie reviews and music reviews and game reviews and news reviews, you can go to our website at www.anchor.fm forward slash 8bitpod. That'll also lead you to all of our streaming options, which include Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Speaking of Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review, and you'll be able to leave a comment, which nine months later we will read on the podcast when it's irrelevant. But the point is, we will read it. Maybe just to ourselves. <laughs> and then just promise every episode that we're going to read it. <laughs> oh, boy. But I'm Andrew Gonzalez. And I'm Josh Edgington. And we'll see you next week, motherfuckers. <laughs>